My conspiracy theory continues to be proven. The question we need to talk about is which conspiracy theory am I talking about? Because there are a couple here that could apply. You know, we'll, we'll go over that. With all our food sources being destroyed, thank God for bugs. And finally, have we proof of a third sex? Scientific American thinks so. Let's go through the article and see. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Well, I've got some good news. Some of the good news could be that I don't have to do a podcast tomorrow. Uh, I basically got the news. Now, that's the good news. The bad news is there's some really funky-ass news out there. I'm not even sure I can skip a podcast because... Things are coming out today that could make tomorrow really, really interesting. So we'll have to see what's going on. I, I, I'm, I'm a little, I, I won't lie, I'm a little excited to see what's going to happen in the next 24 hours because I, I think we got some big news. So let's go over some of that news because some of that news is what I'm waiting for, more information I'm waiting for. So let's see. This is, uh, let's do that now. Let's go over the news. You know, this is what I love about doing these podcasts and one of the reasons I do them. Believe it or not, I don't do this for the listener, even though I would hope people like it. I do this for me so I can pay attention to what exactly is happening in the world. I And today, I actually had no news. I was just going to go straight into my stories. But news came down like a hammer. So let's go over some of this stuff. So a whistleblower has disclosed that there is FBI evidence, FBI documents, proving that Joe Biden, while he was vice president under the Obama administration, actually took bribes from foreign countries so that policy changes could be made that would benefit those countries. Now, before you get wild, we get wild and crazy. China was not one of those countries. So probably Ukraine, I would assume Iran. We don't know. That's the kicker. This is why I'm a little touchy about touching this. But it was such big news that the New York Post actually posted, put this on their front page. And a lot of people are talking about it. Uh, including politicians. So Congress has already asked the FBI director, Christopher Wray, to provide these documents. Now, here's the problem the FBI is going to have on holding these documents. They're not classified. They're unclassified. They're not even confidential. They're not for your eyes only or anything like that. These are unclassified documents. So they're going to have a real hard time saying, well, we can't give them up because it's an ongoing investigation and things like that. As for, all, for what Congress is saying, this isn't even being investigated. So they have asked Chris Ray to actually give these documents to Congress. And Congress wants to know if these documents are legitimate. This is the question they would have, depending on what they find, is... Why wasn't this investigated? This is some pretty serious corruption. Now, let's remember, impeachment, bribery is actually named in the Constitution as a high crime and misdemeanor. High crime and misdemeanor, which is what they got Trump on, those are kind of vague 
uh, bribery is said. This is a definite impeachable offense. If Biden was actually taking bribes, this is a huge big deal. Of course, the White House, seeing this, this report, said this is all Republicans trying to deflect from their failures. We're not really sure what failures the Republicans are deflecting upon, but this is what they say. And another thing that bothers me, we don't know who the whistleblower is. So you can see there are a lot of questions here that we just don't have answers to. And you can see why maybe I kind of sat back and said, okay, I'm not going to touch this yet because we just don't know. But if it has been shown that the Biden administration has been actually taking bribes and the FBI knew he was taking bribes and the FBI did nothing about it, this really shows major corruption, not only with the president of the United States, but also within the FBI. And you can assume the CIA would have something to do with this. Now, here's the, here's the issue I have. Why I'm really tentative about talking too much about this is because if this was something that was that big of a deal, you would, and the FBI was actually hiding it, burying it, my question would be, why wouldn't the FBI classify it and bury it? They didn't here. So I want to see the document before I sit back and start screaming that Joe Biden is a corrupt son of a bitch. Joe Biden is a corrupt son of a bitch. But before we start screaming that he is molding policy, which by the way, it looks like that's what he's doing right now. Look at what he's doing with China, Iran, and Ukraine. It looks like he's molding policy for countries that he is getting money from. I mean, we know he's getting money from China and Ukraine. We know this. He's caught on film doing the quid pro, tho, uh, quid pro quo thing with Ukraine. We know he's done that when, they were in, when Ukraine was investigating Hunter Biden. But if he's actually caught bribing other countries, uh, this is a huge big deal. And there's not a lot of wiggle room there. But we need to see the documents. So let's not get too excited. Um, I'm excited. I really want to see the documents. And I'm hoping tomorrow, Fridays always seem to be Surprise Friday. They always seem to be surprise, some surprise on Fridays. Let's see what happens tomorrow. In other news, uh, Bud Light is law has just reported um, they're down 25% on profits because of this mess that the woke VP of Bud Light decided to um, promote, sticking Dylan Mulvaney, a trans person, to push Bud Light while he's dressed up as a woman. Yeah, um, they are doing every... Bud is doing everything they can do to figure out a way out of this mess. And... Uh, including firing that VP who came up with that uh, with that promotion. Now, the only thing, you know, they're doing everything they can to find their way out of this mess, except what they really need to do, which is simply post a tweet saying, Bud Light apologizes for doing what we did, and uh, we won't do it again. 
If they simply did that, there would be no issues. People would start drinking Bud Light again. But the reason, there's a, a great video online, I think on Twitter. I haven't seen the video. I saw the video, but I haven't you know, been online lately. And one of the, it shows that at a Boston Red Sox game, Bud Light is not being touched. The lines to get a Bud Light is not being touched. Now, the other lines to get other beers, they're loaded. They're filled. But if you want a Bud Light, you'd have no problem. There's no line. And the refrigerators are filled with Bud Light. No one's buying them. Now, think about that. At a baseball game, a Boston Red Sox game, nobody is buying beer. They are waiting in another line to buy a beer other than Bud Light. Listen, if I were the guy for Bud, I would simply sit there. You know what? Piss off the 1% of trans people and just apologize for putting a trans person as a promotion. That That's, that's what you're going to do and you'll be fine. We apologize for sticking Dylan Mulvaney. We didn't realize the backlash. We made a mistake. I'm so, we're sorry. We won't do it again. And guess what? No one will care. Of course, the 1% of trans people and all these leftist woke people, who, by the way, don't drink Bud Light. They drink their Trulies and their White Claws and their Cranberry and Vodkas and whatever the hell crap foppy drink they, they drink. They're not going to be drinking Bud Light. Yes, they'll throw fits and all that stuff, but meanwhile, Bud Light will raise their... As a matter of fact, I'll go a step further. Not only will Bud Light not lose all the profits they've lost, they will probably, by apologizing, they will probably make more of a profit. I mean, they don't understand. This could be their next marketing. Okay, i got to move on because I'm already 10 minutes into this. Um, in the final story, there was another mass shooting in Atlanta yesterday. Uh, we're getting information now. It's coming in bit by bit. Uh, a man apparently walked into the waiting room of a medical center and just started shooting at the people in the waiting room. Five people were shot, four are injured, one was killed, three are still in critical condition. Um, the man apparently had mental problems. He was on some sort of medication. His mother wasn't sure what kind of, uh, wasn't sure if he was taking his medication. He was 24 years old. He was black. So right off the bat, you can see that this is going to be forgotten. This is going to be pigeonholed. Uh, it's also going, not even the gun violence thing that the left likes to talk about, even that is going to be an issue because he didn't use an AR-15. He used a handgun. So this will be hidden away and, and memory hold. It will be forgotten. Uh, no motive has been released. So no one really knows what it sounds like. If we decided to look at this from a, from a normal human perspective, you had a person with mental problems. He got a gun. If he had mental problems, he shouldn't have had a gun. So you can't scream gun control would have been a thing. And he walked in and he started shooting people. And it nothing to do with race, nothing to do with gun control, nothing to do with gun violence. This was a guy who just lost his head. And, I, you know, of course, everything is race, everything is gun violence. It, 
No, this is a guy with a mental problem. All right, so that's the news. Uh, we might have more news tomorrow. Uh, for example, in New York, there was a guy who was getting violent on a on a subway train. This is another story. There's a guy getting violent on a subway train. A marine. The guy was black. He's got forty. He's got a huge history of arrests. Forty four arrests. Um, he was a drug addict. He was homeless. He was black. He was subdued by a white guy who used to be a former Marine, and the guy died. Now, what the media and the media is making a big deal out of this. So, why am I bringing this story up? Because the media is making a big deal out of this. You know, we're we're heading towards summer, and it's about time we had a race riot. And I have a feeling that's pretty much what the media is pushing. So, more on this story later. the The guy who who the guy who held him down and basically put him not in a chokehold, but in a, um, a kind of a sleeper hold. And you see it. There is a video. Of course, there's always a video. And he's being subdued, not by just the white guy, but there's also a black guy who's trying to subdue the guy also. So this guy was getting by. And by the way, he has a history of violence. This guy used to try and attempt to push people onto the subway tracks. So this guy was well known. On the, at this subway station. But we're heading towards now another, hey, let's make something racial. It didn't involve cops, which is probably the tragedy. If the cops were there, this probably could have been toned down a little bit. But right now we have to see what's going to happen. Already a lot of people are screaming about this. Okay, so let's get to our first story. We've got a couple stories, so I might run long today. Um, we still have a serious issues that are attacking our way of life in the United States. We're having our food supplies attacked. We're having our energy supplies attacked. Chemicals we need to work with food and, and our energy and our health are being attacked. We have processing plants that are food processing plants that are being destroyed, hit by planes, explosions, fires. Farms are catching fires and exploding for no particular reason, killing a lot of livestock. Trains are overturning and chemicals are being spilled. Pipe Energy pipelines, oil and natural gas pipelines are just exploding. And animals are dying out of nowhere for no particular reason. This has been happening over the last 18 months pretty consistently. Here's another story that happened about two weeks ago, and I never got to talk about it. So according to Fox News, Texas authorities are investigating the deaths of six cattle that were found with their tongues removed, no blood spilled, and no signs of struggle. The cattle were found along a Texas highway in Madison, Brazos, and Robertson County. Ranchers told the Madison County Sheriff's Office that a six-year-old Longhorn cross cow had been found lying on its side and mutilated. A straight, clean cut had been made, quote, apparent with apparent precision, end quote, to remove the hide around the cow's mouth on one side, leaving the mat under the removed hide untouched, the sheriff's office said. The tongue had also been completely removed with no blood spill. The sheriff's office said there is no signs of struggle and there are no signs of footprints or tire tracks in the area. 
question for you. How many incidents like this are we going to see before we begin to question why it's happening? Because it's happening a lot. Why didn't we see this crap happening during the Trump administration? Why is this happening now? Now, there are two things that could be three. Let's go three different things. First is these cows are naturally dying and their tongues are falling out and, you know, they're not bleeding and whatever, which seems unlikely. Uh, two, this is being done on purpose. You'll remember last summer, um, hundreds of cattle were just dying out of nowhere. A lot of people said, well, it was the heat. No, the farmer said, it's not the heat. It's not that hot. That the cows just dropped dead. And it's not like the cows didn't have water. Now we're already seeing cows are dropping dead. And this was enough to become a national news story. So what's happening? We already know the left wants us eating bugs. Prepare for our next story. We already know the left doesn't like cows because they fart. They don't like chickens because they fart. And I've already always asked that, okay, they want to they wanna manipulate our food supply. And what are they going to do with the cows? I've already said, well, I guess kill them. So what, what, what is going on here? Why are cows mysteriously dying and chicken coops are mysteriously blowing up under the Biden administration when that stuff didn't happen under the Trump administration? Heck, it didn't happen under the Obama administration. Interesting stuff, huh? Of course, there's a third thing. It's the hot rods of the gods. Uh, the, 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 the aliens are here. That I think that is... Very likely because of the way these cows were actually mutilated. Let's face it. If you wanted to kill them, you just kill them. You poison them. You do whatever. But aliens, they need the, the tongues to figure out what's the deal with the cows. And, and maybe the cow lips and maybe some of the fur. So aliens? Possible. Not a lot of cows died here. Experimentation? Possible. I'm telling you. Hot rods of the gods. Okay, let's get to our next story. Uh, here's a weird story. I don't even know how to bring it, bring it up. But again, this is all the 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 pushing of the bugs, you know, because we got to eat bugs. So let's read this story here. Um, this tip. This is from the New York Post. This tip may bug some parents. Yeah, <laughs> that's clever. Anyway, in a news essay for Insider. Food writer Tiffany Lee revealed she feeds her 18-month-old daughter crickets as a source of protein, claiming it saves her hundreds of dollars on grocery bills. The Toronto mom started to supplement... Of course, she's from Canada. There's a shocker. The Toronto mom started to supplement her daughter's more costly protein diet of beef, chicken, and pork with whole roasted crickets, cricket protein powder, and Cheeto-like cricket puff snacks. She said she's been able to cut down her grocery bill of $250 to $300 a week between two, between $150 and $200 a week. In an email to the Post on Thursday, Lee explained that she had fallen into a cooking rut at home, which is partially what inspired her. Quote, I found myself making the same things over and over again for our family, some of which my baby no longer showed interest in eating. End quote, Lee wrote. Well, it sounds like she's just a crappy, and this is a woman who actually writes 
for the cooking segment in a magazine and her family doesn't like her cooking. Sounds like there's some more problems there. Continuing, quote, incidentally, in Tomo Farms, where I get my cricket products from, popped up on my radar. I looked into it and saw some products that could easily and safely be incorporated into our meal and snack times, end quote. She also noted that she doesn't force her baby to do things that she is not comfortable with, probably like being a boy or a girl. I know, I, I, I'm moving in a different... And wasn't concerned about potential contaminants because she got a virtual tour of the farm. Well, I mean, oh my, she got a virtual tour of the farm? Well, then what's the problem? Everything's got to be okay. Okay, so a couple of things with this whole thing. First off, if this woman writes a cooking article for this Insider magazine, remind me not to get recipes from Insider magazine. This is so stupid. I know that the bug thing is a big push, okay? I know that cows piss off the sun monster and all the bugs provide the all the bugs they, we can eat them and not starve. But here's the reality. Bugs do not provide the nutrients that animal meat provides. And we know this for a fact. Okay? We know this for a fact. There's a reason that human beings have been eating animal meat for their entire lifetimes. Throughout history, human beings have been eating meat. And there's a reason. Because men are are carnivores. We're, uh, we mix between vegetables and meat. We need the proteins out of meat. We need the nutrients out of vegetables. Bugs also, a lot of bugs, not necessarily crickets. Crickets are, are considered one of the healthier bugs, but a lot of bugs, they're suggesting we eat like maggots and things like that. Those bugs actually have toxins with them that, within them that are dangerous for human beings. And some of those toxins, we don't even know what they do to human beings because people don't eat bugs. This is just not what we do. And my final piece here is bugs are gross. I'm sorry, bugs are gross. I have no interest in eating cricket. I have never eaten a cricket. I have no interest in eating spiders or grubs or maggots or anything like that. I don't feel like sitting back, seeing a bug in my, a cockroach in my house, smashing it and then eating it. That's not a thing I'm going to do, period. Now, let me give you my personal opinion of this story. It's bullshit. There is no way this broad is giving her baby, 18-month-old baby, bugs to eat. And that kid is healthy. There, It is bullshit. There is no... I don't believe this story. This is a virtue signal. I don't buy it. I'm sorry, I don't. And the other thing is, you know, she said she's, she's saving $50 a month. $50. You are giving your daughter food that has not been tested to save $50 a month on your daughter. Ten, $12 a week you can't spend to give your daughter the food that that kid needs. Yeah, I call bullshit. I don't believe any of that.
Okay, well, let's continue on. What's our next story here? Uh, an industry that has done a ton of harm to society, but has really remained unregulated and out of sight, no one even talks about this, is facing a little bit of scrutiny. And they are facing issues. They are finally being touched upon by conservatives. And I got to say, it's about time. So according to the BBC, adult content website Pornhub has blocked access to would-be users in Utah a day before a new state age verification law goes into effect. The new law requires pornographic websites to verify the age of their users each time they use the website or potentially face lawsuits. Utah residents visiting the website are now greeted with a message arguing that the law will put privacy, quote, at risk, end quote. I don't know how it would put, put it at risk, but you have to actually put in an ID card or a credit card or something like that, which, by the way, most porn sites had to do in the past because um, they all needed to be verified. So this is nothing new. So continuing, the Utah age verification law known as SB 287 was passed by state lawmakers and signed by the governor Spencer Cox in March. As part of the law, pornographic companies must verify the age of users using digitized verification cards, which officials say will prevent young people from accessing sexually explicit content. In other words, they're just trying to protect kids from porn. That's it. By the way, it's really easy to get on Pornhub or RedTube or any of those things. So I, you're not questioned at all. They don't even come up with a little banner that says, are you 18? They don't do that. Continuing, starting on Tuesday, Utah residents who attempted to access Pornhub instead saw a video message featuring an adult film actress and one-time presidential hopeful, Sherry DeVille. She was never a presidential hopeful. Have you ever heard of Sherry DeVille? No, you haven't, because she wasn't taken seriously. While, quote, while safety and compliance are the forefront of our mission, giving your ID card every time you want to visit an adult platform is not the most effective solution for protecting our users, end quote, DeVille says in the video. Quote, in fact, it will put children and privacy at risk. I don't know how it does that. How would it put children and privacy at risk? I have no idea, but I guess... Showing it, you know, does when you go and buy alcohol and drink to, to have a drink and they ask you for ID, is that putting you at risk? I guess. The video calls on lawmakers to, quote, identify users by their device, end quote, rather than use digital ID, and argues that the move may drive users to, quote, sites with far fewer safety measures in place. End quote. Well, I, I'm telling you, Pornhub has no safety measures, so I'm not exactly sure. What? Go ahead. Go on your computer right now, type in Pornhub, and tell me what's stopping you from watching stepsisters and stepbrothers fucking. Tell me what exactly is there to prevent that. Because I will tell you right now, it's nothing. So, basically... Uh, the big complaint from these, from Pornhub especially, is that the the law is vague, and there's no discussion on how to verify ages. 
Matt Walsh brought up a great point. So? Pornhub needs to figure out how to verify ages. They Pornhub has gotten into a lot of trouble. They've had underage actors, and I use it in scare quotes, actors. They've had underage girls and boys actually participating in the films posted. They have had actual rape scenes, criminal rape scenes on their website. They have had human trafficked people on their website. Do you think I give a rat's ass about what Pornhub thinks? They're not even based in the country. They're based in Australia. F them. That's what I've got to say. They can't figure out how to guarantee that an eight-year-old isn't going on their website. Then they should probably just shut their crap down. And down. And they've had enough history that says they should shut their crap down. Now, am I a virgin? Am I one of these guys that doesn't who who says porn is evil? Blah blah blah. Porn is evil. That doesn't mean I don't necessarily enjoy it on occasions. Okay, that doesn't mean I sit there and watch porn every day. That's not true. But I'm. I'm married, I have a wife, sometimes we're good with it, but Pornhub has a history, and by the way, does that mean if it were illegal, I'll go out of my way to get underground? No, of course not, I don't care for it that much. Matter of fact, I never understood these guys that have these porn addictions, because why are you watching it? I mean, it's not that exciting if you're watching it by yourself. I could never, when I had my first bachelor party there was porn there and i didn't get it i'm sitting with a bunch of men watching porn i it's like why why is this fun i don't get it but anyway you know Pornhub. if it goes under i i say goodbye ciao i i i'd also ask the people of Pornhub, uh why is it cigarette manufacturers alcohol manufacturers um, gun manufacturers, they don't have issues controlling who accesses their website. Yeah, they can't answer that question. Okay, I'm going to have to do this story. I know I'm late, but I really don't want to do a podcast tomorrow uh, unless something really bizarre happens. Uh, this is a great... So Scientific American has released an article by a professor of anthropology from Princeton. He said he can prove that sex in a in a human in human beings is not a binary and that there are more than two sexes. Well, yay. Finally, someone is going to f- define a sex in human beings that is not male and not female, but a third sex. And since sex is a spectrum, I'm assuming he'll be able to describe 5th, 6th, 7th, 10th sexes that human beings have. I want I want I wanted to hear this. His name is Augustine uh, Fuentes. So a little FYI about this Augustine Fuentes is he's a bit of a leftist. He's written other books called Why We Believe Evolution and the Human Way of Being and Race, Monogamy and Other Lies. They told you, or uh, the other book is Monogamy and Other Lies. They told you, busting myths about human nature. So basically, he wrote two really woke books, and I'm sure they're not bestsellers. I'm sure the only people that are buying them are his students at Princeton. So let's go to this. Let's go through this article and see if we can be enlightened. Okay. Uh, 
And we're going to go through the entire article. So, here we go. There are those politicians, pundits, and a even a few scientists who maintain that whether our bodies make ova or sperm are all we need to know about sex. They assert that men and women are defined by their production of these gamete cells, making them distinct biological binary pair, and that our legal rights and social possibilities should flow from this divide. Men are men, are men women are women. Simple. Last year's Supreme Court confirmation hearings played host to this contention that when Republican congressional representatives upset at the nominee's refusal to define woman, took it to themselves to define the term. They came up with weaker sex, a mother, and no tallywhacker. That human sex, I didn't, I, I saw that, I saw that confirmation hearing with Contenji Brown Jackson. Um, I don't remember any of them saying that. But anyway, let's continue. That human sex rests on the biological binary of making either sperm or ova underlies all of these claims. This is bad science. The production of gametes does not sufficiently describe sex biology in animals, nor does it nor is it a definition of a woman or man. Okay. Right off the bat, this guy has assumptions that people make and he's already wrong. So the assumption is I define a man and woman just by his balls and the woman's vagina. Um, no, there are a few more differences between men and women than that. There's men are bigger. Men have different skeletal systems than women. Women have bigger pelvises than men. Women's pelvises move in a way that's different from men. Men have more muscle mass than women. Men have more fat content than women. Men have different hormones than women. Men's organs and physiolo physiology are different. Bone, struck, bone density, for example, is very different. Men have different DNA than women. And then finally we get to the ball, the balls and penis versus the vagina thing. So right off the bat, this guy's assumption about what we think of what a man and woman is is very different than what it actually is. Let's continue with the article. But he says there are more than that. So, okay, good. We're still on track. The animal king kingdom does not limit itself to only one biological binary regarding how species makes gametes. Scientifically speaking, animals with the capacity to produce ova are generally called female. The sperm producers male. Um, no, they're not generally. They are called male and female. While most animal species fall into the, quote, two types of gametes produced by two versions of the reproductive tract, end quote, model, many don't. Some worms produce both. Some fish produce, uh, start producing one kind and then switch to another. And some switch back and forth throughout their lives. There are even lizards that have done away with one type altogether. Among all fellow, our fellow mammals, which are less freewheeling because of the twin constraints of lactation and live birth, there are varied connections between gametes and body fat, body size, muscles, metabolism, brain functions, and much more. Notice he does not mention what animals those are. Okay, I would, he says fish, he says worms, he says lizards. Hey, he doesn't really mention what worms, lizards, and fish and mammals, he said there are some mammals that 
but he doesn't name the mammals. While sperm and ova matter, they are not entirely of biology and don't tell us all we need to know about sex, specific, especially human sex. Okay, here's a problem. Um, another problem, outside the fact that he defines all these different types of animals, but doesn't mention what type of animal. Um, human beings are mammals, yes, but we aren't worms, lizards, or fish. Right? Humans and mammals aren't fish, birds, human, or worms, or reptiles. Human beings and mammals don't breathe underwater. Human beings and, and mammals typically don't fly. There are some mammals... Well, no, I, I can't name a mammal that actually flies. Uh, mammals and humans don't lay eggs. And let's skip the mammals thing. Human beings don't lay eggs, they don't fly, they don't breathe underwater. We're not reptilian, we're not worms, and we're not fish. So what's your point? We're talking human beings. What is uh, the third sex of a human being? He doesn't hasn't mentioned that yet. We'll get there. Okay, so let's continue. Let me be clear. I am not arguing the differences in sex biology do not matter. They do. Nor am I asserting that reproductive physiology is not an important aspect of all animal lives. For example, humans are mammals, and the specifics of gestation and lactation require bodily differences that shape human physiology, societies, and experiences. Okay, this is a big problem. Um... For example, human or mammals, the specifics of gestation and lactation require bodily dif differences that shape human physiologies. What what does society's experience have, have anything to do with? What exactly is he talking about? Uh, gestation, if it affects physiology, it has nothing to do with societies and outside of we're not having enough kids or or experiences. That's just a weird statement. Continuing, but even so, most bodily systems overlap extensively across ova and small sperm gamete producers, and the pattern of physiology and behavior in relation to birth and care of offspring are not universal across species. But we're not talking across species. All species actually are binary in mammals. I'm sure there maybe is a mammal out there that isn't. I can't name one offhand. But he doesn't name it either. So mammals are, all mammals are binary. You're basically saying that human beings are not binary. Sex is on a spectrum. What exactly is that spectrum? What exactly is the third sex or the fourth sex or the tenth sex? We are six paragraphs into this article and he doesn't say that. He doesn't announce the third sex, which, by the way, would make us completely different from any other mammal species. Bears, dogs, cats, whales, dolphins, any all other mammal species are binary as sexually, except man. But he And he says that, but he doesn't have any third sex so far. It's only six paragraphs in. Let's go. The bottom line is that while animal gametes can be described as binary of two distinct kinds, the 
physiological systems, behaviors, and individuals produce them are not. This reality of sex biology is well summarized. So, in other words, the physiological systems, which means some men are stronger, some men are weaker, some men are taller, some men are smaller. Behaviors, some men act like women, some women have, uh, some men have feminine qualities, some women have masculine qualities, things like that. The reality of sex biology is well summarized by a group of biologists who recently wrote, quote, reliance on strict binary categories of sex fails to accurately capture the diverse and nuanced nature of sex. We know that humans exhibit a range of biological and behavioral patterns related to sex biology that overlap and diverge. Producing ova or sperm does not tell us everything, or even most things, biologically or socially, about an individual's child care capacity, homemaking tendencies, sexual attraction, interest in literature, engineering and math capabilities or tendencies toward gossip, violence, compassion, sense of identity or love of, and competence for sports. Gametes and gamete production physiology by themselves are only part of the entirely human lives. Plentiful data and analysis supports the assertions that sex is very complex in humans and that binary and simplistic explanations for human sex biology are either wholly incorrect or substantially incomplete. So he used all, the, okay, couple real problems with this, outside of the fact he's not actually proving anything here. Um, basically, he's taken all the physiology out of sex. He is comparing, he's taking all the biology out of it. There's also social, how people work socially, how people can, how brains work, how, in other words, something that has nothing to do with biological sex, he's saying make up biological sex. That's asinine. What makes up biological sex? How we interact socially, whether, how we take care of children, how are we make home, how homemaking, tendencies towards gossip, violence, compassion, has nothing to do with sex. That has nothing to do with biology. That's personality. But he's saying personality determines whether you're a man or a woman. So we've always had that, by the way. There are some feminine men and there are some masculine women. We have terms for them. Tomboys, fops, gays, lesbians. Gay men like other men. Gay women like other women. Does that change the fact that the gay man is a man? Or does that change the fact that the lesbian woman is a woman? Of course not. This is stupid. Personality does not change one's sex. Let me use an example. Let me use me as an example. I like cooking. I cook all the time. I like a neat house and will clean the house. I do the laundry. I know how to iron. I know how to sew. I do lots of things that can be said as feminine. Does that mean I'm a woman? Of course not. No one would describe me as a woman, I think. And if you do describe me as a woman, F you. Anyway, continuing. And by the way, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 
eight paragraphs into this and he still has not described that third, fourth, fifth, tenth sex. Okay, so maybe he does it here. For humans, sex is dynamic, biological, cultural, enmeshed in feedback cycles with our environment, ecologies, and multiple physiological and social processes. No, it's not. Sex has nothing to do with social processes. It has nothing to do with culture. It's biology. It's pure biology. Matter of fact, that's where gender got screwed. Gender, until 1955, when, oh, what was his name? John Money redefined gender. Gender was considered biological. It was considered, quote, genetic, end quote. That's where gender comes from, genetic. It was Latin. It meant who you were born from. It was always gender. Always sexual. It was always about biology. It was never about culture. Continuing, so when someone states, quote, an organism's sex is defined by the type of gamete, sperm, or ova, it has function of producing, end quote, and argues the legal and social policies should be, quote, rooted in the properties of the bodies, end quote, they are not really talking about gametes or sex biology. Yeah, they're also talking about DNA and all the other stuff I explain later. They are arguing for a specific political and discriminatory definition of what is natural and right, and they put those in square quotes, for the humans based on false representation of biology. Over the past centuries, this process of misrepresentation of biology was, and still is, used to deny women's rights and to justify legal and societal misogyny and inequity, to justify slavery, racialization, racism, and to enforce multiple forms of discrimination and bias. The fuck is he talking about? What does racism have to do... I mean, misogyny, I mean, maybe you can stretch out a little bit with that. The, the hell are you talking about with slavery? Continuing, today, honest, dishonest ascriptions of what biology is are being deployed to restrict women's bodies, bodily autonomy. What? I'm saying a woman can have children. That's what a woman... Yes, I am restricting the bodily autonomy of a woman that she can have a child and she can't get another woman pregnant. That's what I'm saying. Or a man has bodily autonomy. He is limited to getting a woman pregnant. He cannot give birth. Yes, he's right. I'm restricting that. Today's dishonest descriptions of what biology are is being deployed to restrict women's bodily autonomy, target LGBTQI plus individuals broadly, and most recently attack the rights of transsexual and transgender people. So that last paragraph, what he did was he just made everything, but he made biology political. And that's not biology. Because politics is opinion. Politics, hopefully, is reasonable opinion. It's never scientific. He has taken something absolute and scientific, like biology, and converted it into the malleable political. It's complete crap. And by the way, um, are you still waiting for him to describe of a third sex for human beings? A sex that is outside of male and female? Because the title 
here's why sex is not binary is what the article was. So you'd think he'd come up with a scientific version of a third sex, a sex that is not male, a sex that is not female. I mean, he spent 10, 11 paragraphs, and we have yet to see that third sex. Well, guess what? You're not going to see it. That's the end of the article. Good job, Scientific American. You have proven not to be scientific. I used to read Scientific American. And by the way, you have to go behind a paywall to see this bullshit. Absolutely incredible. So, I guess I've always told you, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a professor from Princeton. I'm not a professor from Harvard. I don't have a degree from Harvard. Cal State University, Northridge, right? One of the cheapest colleges in the country. I don't have a science degree. I'm not a biologist. I'm not a philosopher. I read books. That was my degree. And I am smarter than this guy. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'll talk to you on Monday. This is God bless you all. This is Gene. You listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>